What did Joe Biden just say at the prayer breakfast? And he also quoted this someone. Really interesting. We got video of that. We're at war, guys. And how that war looks is escalating more and more. The language of the tyrant and the regime in Washington is getting more, what's the word for it, hostile (laughs) to us. And you have to remember, like we've said before, when a boy could be a girl and a girl could be a boy, then a terrorist can be a Christian and a conservative, and a conservative and a Christian can be a terrorist. Who decides? It's definitely not reality. It's definitely not any source of truth. It's not science. It's whatever's expedient for the regime. And that is what you need to remember as you listen to Joe Biden, when you listen to the people that are in control, that we do not operate on God's law. We don't operate on natural law that God created. We don't operate on any spectrum of reason. As someone put it, we live in a world of memes now. That's where we are. And we need to just stop. Another thing we need to just stop doing. We need to stop trying to point out the logical inconsistencies. They don't care. That's like shooting a Nerf gun at somebody who's playing with paintballs. They don't care what kind of Nerf gun you have. They don't care how great you shoot it. They don't care uh, anything of the sort. They don't care even if you have a position on them that makes them vulnerable. When you have a Nerf gun, it does nothing. When they have a paintball gun, they're going to bring the pain on you. And I'm just going to keep it in the play realm because I think it's depressing. (laughs) Welcome to HGBT. My name is Matt Williams. Thanks for uh, watching the show, sharing the show. For those of you watching or listening on wherever you listen to podcasts or on Gab TV, welcome. So glad you guys are here. Thank you for everyone who shared the show with somebody new and commenting. I read all your comments. I read them on YouTube. I read them on Gab TV. And I read all of your emails and direct um, direct messages. I'm happy to interact with you and I actually look forward to it. So please reach out. I'd love to hear your feedback or any kinds of questions or you know just even articles you send. That's really helpful for me as well if you send articles. Even if you think I may have heard it already, just sending it just in case. I'm very thankful for all those. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HDBT in a memo field. You'll get a sweet mug like the one behind me. It says HDBT and tons of other benefits, but you'll be helping us support us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. And that is the only thing that is ultimately going to save us. Share screen video file. Interesting. There's new things on my platform. I'm just reading as I start. All right. So let's just jump into the videos. I have two videos and then we're going to uh, kind of explore just for a moment the quote that Joe Biden used at the prayer breakfast. Oh, man, it's painful. But, you know, it's important for us to understand what, there we go, what our dictator in chief is saying. Here we go. We see the existential threat of climate crisis. (laughs) 1.9 thousand people watching. (laughs) Everywhere we turn, with more severe floods, stronger hurricanes, more intense wildfires. We just have to open our eyes. We've just witnessed images that we've never imagined. 
images that now we'll never forget. A violent assault in the U.S. Capitol, an assault on our democracy, on our capital. A violent attack that threatened lives and took lives. We know now we must confront and defeat political extremism, white supremacy, and domestic terrorism. For so many in our nation, this is a dark, dark time. So where do we turn? Faith. Kierkegaard wrote. All right, we'll get back to that Kierkegaard comment in a second. But we we had an attack on our capital, an attack on our democratic capital. <laughs> Couldn't even say the phrase right. He had to redo it. Now, let's remember what exactly it was. Planned protest, planned antagonizing, planned uh, hostility. Remember those pipe bombs that were planted at the RNC and DNC were planted there the night before. There are people that were involved from BLM, Antifa. Not to say that there weren't people that supported Trump there too, getting carried away, maybe starting parts of it or whatever. One Air Force lady was shot by, I believe, a uh, Secret Service guy, not threatened. It was a murder. It was, from everything I saw on the video, that I would say that was a murder and should be tried as an intentional murder. I mean, the gun was held out. She was crawling through a window unarmed next to Capitol Police, I believe it was, on her side, who weren't even drawing their weapons. So the people that were closest to her weren't even drawing their weapons, and someone just had their their uh, gun out and was going to shoot her. It's absolutely sad. And then apparently there were some officers that got beat, and that was sad too. Um, I don't know much more about anyone else who got hurt. And, I mean, I've been looking. I'm not sure how many people officially have died from that, but we're talking about a handful at most. And destruction of property, uh, windows, and there was people begging police officers to stop it, and they just let it happen. They So all of those things. But that's not the point of this video or this podcast. But what did he say? He said, we must fight because we're in this dark age. It goes from political to the, I'm sorry, not political, to the climate change and how we're in a dark era. And we must confront for the good of the planet, for the ability for us to come out of the darkness that we feel, he said. That, that we're in darkness. A lot of us feel like we're in darkness. That's the contrast. We must confront and fight domestic terrorism. Who are the domestic terrorists? We must fight political extremism. Is he talking about the extremists on his party, his side? No, he's not. That's Kamala Harris. He's talking about us. He's talking about Christians. Like, just if you think about it in two categories, I don't like saying that Christians are conservatives. They are often the same. But if you just think of from it a conservative perspective, that's extreme to them. But Christians in their biblical beliefs should be far more extreme than a conservative is by the world standards, right? You can be a conservative and not be a Christian, but a Christian should always be offending. So by definition, we should be far more extreme. Now think about what we do to terrorists. What do we do to extremists? What do we do to white supremacists? Now, also, we need to go back to the Marxist dictionary. Who is a white extremist? 
Remember, this isn't factual. This isn't logical. This has nothing to do with skin color. This is anyone who disagrees with white privilege, anyone who's benefited from something that the left is attacking. It is anyone who does not ascribe and a hold to cultural Marxism. That's who, you, who are the white people. So they have called black people white extremists. That should scare us. That should prepare us. That should perk our ears up. And this is the dictator in chief in the regime from Washington, D.C. They've overthrown the election. They've taken the bribes from the CCP. They're communists for all intents and purposes. They're locking us down. We'll get to that in a second. Um, so just one little note. He said he quoted Kierkegaard, Soren Kierkegaard. And we didn't show the video. It's not really important. But I just thought it was interesting because I've never heard of the guy before. I'm not really like a deep philosopher guy that goes back to the 1800s and reads philosophy. Sometimes I should. Um, I do read some of the stuff back in the day with the founding of our country, like John Locke and things like that that are important. Um, not that this isn't important, I guess. But it just, I, I just haven't dove too far into it. So I just looked into what a Kierkegaard is. And I want to share this of who he's quoting at the prayer breakfast. So this guy was a Danish philosopher, theologian, poet, social critic, and religious author who is widely considered to be the first existentialist philosopher. Now, what is existentialism? There's two definitions that I was uh, duck duck going because I don't want to Google anymore. And existentialism is this. There's two paragraphs I'm going to read. The first definition is a philosophy that emphasizes the uniqueness and isolation of the individual experience in a hostile or indifferent universe, regards human existence as unexplainable, and stresses freedom of choice and responsibility for the consequences of one's own act. So basically, we're all on our own. A second definition, it's a little uh, more understandable, I think. A philosophical theory or attitude having various interpretations generally emphasizing the existence of the individual as unique agent with free will and responsibility for his or own acts. Though living in a universe devoid of any certain knowledge of right and wrong from one's plight as a free agent with uncertain guidelines may arise, uh, or may arise feelings of anguish. Now, think about that in the context of what we were just heard from him of white supremacy being not just white people, not just be actual the idea of racism, but anyone who disagrees with cultural Marxism, the extremists, the political extreme, conservatives that disagree with the state, with the power of the deep state, and for those domestic terrorists. Think about that. Think about what that definition is. There's no meaning in the universe. There's no certain knowledge of right and wrong. That's who he's quoting. That's who he's referencing as part of his faith. Not him. I mean, he, he doesn't know what's going on. But whoever wrote the speech and is controlling him, Barack Obama and others. This is who he's saying is aligned with his faith. And he also says that we need to have faith. Well, faith in who? If the world does not have meaning, if you're quoting the father of existentialism, if you are saying have faith, then what are you saying to have faith in? The very thing he's offended by 
that was attacked, quote unquote. The thing in the quote in the video that he's referencing. Have faith in the capital, in the state. That's who you have faith in. And anyone who says otherwise is a white supremacist, extremist, terrorist, domestic terrorist, an extremist that we must fight. Does that give you the chills? Sure does me. It sure does me. This is a very, very hairy time that we're getting into. Very hairy time. All right, let's go back to, let's see if I can do it without messing anything up. Let's share, I wanna share this other part. This is, now, this is again, a little off topic, but this is along the same lines of what's happening here that we need to understand and see rightly on. This is from the press secretary today. Uh, what we're also trying to do is make our health and medical experts available to ensure people understand, and I'll reiterate it here today, it's not just a vaccine, it's obviously a, an incredible medical breakthrough, um, and we want every American to have one. But even after you're vaccinated, uh, social distancing, wearing masks are gonna be essential, and we'll, we'll, we'll need to continue communicating about that through health and medical experts. So what do you say to those folks? What do you say to the folks like those that we saw in this video, I believe one of the folks who, who owns or runs that store who said, he doesn't believe that 450,000 Americans. So that was referencing the video of the the storm Naples that people are just appalled that people are living their lives without masks and freely choosing to enter a place that no one else has masks on and they're not social distancing and they're having a good time and they're living and they're surviving. How dare they? Gosh, I did sound like a little Alex Jones there, didn't I? No, no, no. You need to continue wearing your masks and social distancing even if you have this vaccine that is 90% effective for a virus that's 99% survival rate. You're still going to do those things. Meanwhile, we're opening up the borders. We're taking our wall funding and we're using it for welcome centers. Yeah, that's right. They're doing that. They're taking the funding for the wall and redirecting that into welcome centers. And they're encouraging mass immigration. And they're going to legalize it. And they're going to do a whole bunch of other things. But this is the point. What are they doing? They're waging war against extremists, political domestic terrorists. That's kind of redundant. Domestic terrorists. And those who oppose the faith of the state that reject the capital and its authority, who say that the right of D.C. to tell us what to do is illegitimate. And so think about what they're doing here. You must stay isolated no matter what. You must stay distant. You must wear a mask. You must cover your face. There's no more identity. We're not going to see your face anymore. You're just going to be a lost in the crowd. And if you go missing, no one's going to know because you had a mask on the whole time. And, oh, you guys don't talk anymore because your relationships are built down, broken down. And the one place in all of America, <laughs> the Florida, Florida, the Floridians who are living their lives, haven't worn, me personally, haven't worn a mask since March or April. I'm still alive. My church is alive. My family is alive. My neighbors are alive. We're all alive. Now we're being attacked because we are the radicals. 
we are the domestic terrorists that are waging biological biological warfare by not wearing five masks and we're not social distancing and remember go back to our decoder ring in the beginning white extremism isn't just for white people right it can be black people a boy can be a girl a girl can be a boy so even if you know you're not waging war through bio biometric war or biological warfare because you're not sick even though you're not a definitional terrorist to them you are and could be if not why if a boy could be a girl and a girl can be a boy why can't you be a political terrorist to them why can't you be somebody assaulting their rights because you don't social distance do you see where this is going and do you see remind yourself of what biden just said that we need to fight this. We need to fight this. Bring it on. Have a good weekend. Go worship the Lord. Get down on your knees and pray and fast. We'll talk to you next week.